Do you know what time it is? Um, time for taco? No, it's time for another episode of the Mining Your Business podcast, a show all about process mining, data science, and advanced business analytics. How are you doing today, Jakub? I'm doing quite nice, even without a taco. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Pranay Jaswal, Director of Customer Transformation at Salonis and former Director of Process Mining of at Dell, joins us on the podcast today to talk about how process mining affects the high-tech sector, what customer transformation looks like, and how the U.S. market is adopting a process mining approach. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. We are excited that you tuned in back into yet another episode of the one and only podcast about process mining, mining your business. We have brought you a very special guest today, uh, someone who knows process mining from a perspective of an industry expert, but also from the process mining vendor itself. In today's episode, we bring you Pranay Jaiswal, uh, Director of uh, Customer Transformation at Celonis and a former Director of Process Mining and Data Science and Dell Technologies. Pranay, welcome to our show. Thanks, Jakub. Uh, it's, it's really a pleasure to, to, to have you here. And, uh, you know, you've been for quite a while with, with Dell Technologies. Last year, you switched jerseys for the Celonis team. Uh, what motivated you to make the jump? And in general, could you just tell us a bit about your, your own journey and how did it all let you into Celonis? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me here. It's a real pleasure to, to be here and talking to both of you guys. So, um, thank you so much. Um, well, if you think about it, um, I've spent most of my life in high tech. Um, in a previous role, I was driving the process mining ecosystem for, for Dell Technologies and uh, was able to drive end-to-end um, process visualization and transformation. Um, but why wouldn't you, I mean, when I started this journey, um, you it's it's amazing to see a product and the people around Salonas and the potential this uh, this industry has. Um, and they had an opportunity for me to have a wider impact in the high-tech industry. And that's, that's where I am right now. Um, my, in my current role as a customer transformation advisor, um, my job is to advise high-tech industry and supply chain um, around the best practice of COE, or change management or operating model. Um, and so we are the advisors for our customers, um, including use cases, including everything. So um, yeah, we also do COE as a service um, in mm-hmm. case if there is a desire for our customers to have us own end-to-end. Um, mm-hmm. And that was an amazing offer opportunity for me to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you be somehow a little more specific how, for example, your day-to-day looks like? Because when I look at your title and your role, it says director of customer transformation, and you're mentioning that you're helping these, these high-tech companies with, uh, adoption, but also like, uh, giving them some use cases. How would it look like for you when a customer approaches Celonis and they are interested in in process mining in general, and you jump in with your uh, role, what do you actually do there? So, I mean, I, I wear multiple hats, right? I mean, um, from selling a concept of process mining where people have never heard about process mining before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a pretty strong sales team, so a lot of times I don't have to do that work. But <laughs> sometimes I, I come in as a, as a sidekick to them and just help them, take them through what 
code looks like. Like show them the art of the possible or what it what you can be um, once you adopt process mining or EMS or Solana's ecosystem. What are the challenges it can overcome, right? From multiple places. And that's one thing I've been, and that's my personal passion is how do we drive transformation across your company? It's not about a few core process here and there or SAP. It's it's not about that. Process mining is much, much bigger than just a few um, um, or SAPs or oracles of the world. It is literally, it can transform your business. Um, I'm very passionate about digital twin and creating a digital form of your business process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So sometimes I come in and up-level the conversation a bit and then show them the art of the possible with process mining um, or, or EMS, right? I mean, we have been doing process mining for the last several years um, and EMS is where we are evolving and how do we really execute? How do we give mm-hmm. you the tools and bells and whistles to really take the right decisions at right time? Um, and obviously you can do that once you um, provide process mining capabilities across your uh, core businesses. Um, and everything is great. Like you can put the tools in, you can mm-hmm. put the people in. Like that's where the COE concept comes in. So I start from there and then my job is to make sure that we have a well-functioning COE um, with the right skill set of the people, mm-hmm. um, with the right operating model, that they can work across business and IT and other stakeholders to really drive value. Mm-hmm. So my, my day-to-day job is to coach, their, coach our customers on what COE looks like, mm-hmm. how should the COE run, right? Um, what are the skills that you need in every COE? Mm-hmm. Just to just to for for the listeners who might not be well uh, known with the, with the abbreviation COE stands for Center of Excellence, correct? It is Center of Excellence. Center it is a team that is the glue between your business and IT and everyone mm-hmm. who is in charge of enabling process mining and driving value from it, or um, working with a business in saying, "Guys, here here's a product. Now go use it." Or or these are the process opportunities we have seen from from process mining, we would probably need to tweak here and there. So mm-hmm. this team usually comprises um, of your technical guys, um, your product management, your solution architects, mm-hmm. or sometimes customer value managers, where they look at the value. And then they mm-hmm. work with the business in figuring out, okay, how should you change your process? Um, now, um, uh, you said some very interesting things that I would really uh, like to pick up. And probably the first one I would like to mention and ask you, you, you said that, uh, very, or sometimes you basically approach these people and be it a C level, be it a little lower level of a middle management who's deciding whether or not to even adopt process mining in the first place. And, uh, you're going in front of these people and telling them, uh, you, you said that sometimes they don't even know what process mining is and that you kind of have to, educate them to begin with uh right uh well, is there some, yes is, <laughs> sometimes uh, how, how do you how do, how do you do that i i wonder uh how do you go into in front of someone and tell them what the process mining is and why do, why should they care right i mean um sometimes people think it's a dashboard or it's just another tableau <laughs> or not, not that there's anything wrong with tableau um but it is much more than a dashboard right mm-hmm. um Sometimes, even though they think yes, it is a process, you can you can um, stitch your process together. But telling, showing them how it can transform your business, what are the specific use cases that um, their peers have done in the industry, uh, or 
showing them the value that our other customers have extracted from process mining mm-hmm. um, opens their eyes. And we have a pretty massive um, customer base, um, more than 1,000 customers. We have done more than 3,000 deployments, a ton of success stories out there uh, they can, that they can take inspiration from. So all those things, plus we have an amazing solution engineering team that really takes sometimes takes their data and show them real time, okay, this is how your process runs today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that mm-hmm. opens their eyes. Do a demo, uh, show them the inefficiencies in their own process. Uh, that gets them say, okay, where do I sign? Right? <laughs> now, um, you, it seems to me that you're very, very passionate about process mining. And generally, you also said you speak to um, to people who generally don't have a clue what process mining is, and you're kind of leading them into it. I kind of want to go back to when you were that person who had no idea about process mining and kind of <laughs> see what was your first reaction to to seeing process mining in action? What was your first um, kind yeah. of idea about what it could be? So, so I have always been more of a process guy all my life, right? My, my, I remember our first job. Uh, not really first job, but probably second job of my life, where I was tasked to go do process mapping. I, back in the days, mm-hmm. we do process mapping, right? So we had a bunch of um, consultants. We hired a bunch of consultants from an external f- firm. Um, we went on this journey of mapping our process. Very big task of, okay, let's just map our all sales process and supply, <laughs> f- supply chain process and services process. Um, so we did that. We, did, we went six months. On the road, I'm not kidding. Six months on the road, um, oh, wow. meeting a bunch of executives, people on the ground. You just, you just name it. We did. We sat in the rooms all day long, 15 hours. We map, use post-its and sticky tapes. You just name it. We will do all that <laughs> fun stuff with uh, with our consulting partners, um, and we mined all that data in Visio. We put that in um, one of the BPM and tools. And you know what? I mean, we had some good revelations uh, of course but but that data went stale right um, after six months technology changes people changes business changes but no one will go back and say oh let me just redo that whole thing um, so i've always had that history of the good side of process mapping and then the bad side of process mapping which is not really accurate so again when, when i first saw this um i think it was one of those conferences um I, I don't remember which conference it was but we ran into salonis sometime we brought them in we did a very quick poc um and when we saw we like literally the the two the room was like guys is amazing this is like showing us so many different um areas of opportunities that we were not aware of mm-hmm. so uh, and, and that included uh, a lot of our senior executives um including myself and and my 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 bosses in the room so i mean we knew that this is this is really awesome, um, and honestly, this was not thought by the business. the The Dell Digital team draw, drew Solana's into Dell, and um, our our CDO was very visionary. She was like, "Let me just do this for all of Dell because we we love uh, this capability. We love the 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 technology behind process mining, and." Um, Yes, and the rest is history. Where now Dell has um, a pretty solid expanse of uh, process mining and mm-hmm. uh, data science capability across uh, across their ecosystem. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now, staying a bit high level and like talking about tech uh, or high tech in general, uh, which I think is very inter- interesting um, because when I think of tech companies, I think of like these, uh, let's, I don't even want to call them startups, but like these startups from, uh, from the early 2000s or early 90s when they were coming up with new technologies and you were thinking of them, how can these guys have problems with processes? Because Let's let's be quite clear. You know, our standard customers are usually these older European companies have been that have been working for for uh, tens or dozens of years already, and you can kind of expect that there can be some uh, hiccups on their processes. Yeah. What kind of problems are high tech companies even uh, worried about when it comes to their business processes, or are there some s- uh, standard set of use cases that you're looking into? So, I mean, when I think about any company. Right. So let's let's take an example of a high tech manufacturing company and any random company. You would have a front office, right? You would have a sales force, you'll have marketing people. Then you would have some sort of um a quoting mechanism or an order taking mechanism. Then you would have a supply chain that ships that product or services. Then you would have some sort of a payment taking mechanism to take cash from our customers. You would run invoices. You would you would um, have an AR and AP process in your business. Then um, you would have some sort of a customer service, so so that in case anything goes wrong, you can support your customers and take take them take care of them. So all these processes are fairly standard, not really standard, but it exists in mm-hmm. a lot of these high tech manufacturing companies or any companies to, to that matter, right? So that's where Solaris comes in and. And the technology of process mining can be very, very applicable to really understand what is going on in that process. So when you talk about your, let's say, supply chain processes, we can we can bring process mining in to really show you the inefficiencies in your process. Uh, how are you procuring parts? Um, how are you sh- sending it through logistics? Uh, are there delays between point A and point B? Uh, so that is fairly typical. Um, you can think of another example within your customer service where if the customers are reaching out to you, um, how quickly are you resolving their issues? Or do you have issues of multi-hop where you are just changing the, having that ticket change hands from one place to another place? How many times that that hop happens and why is it happening? How, what can we do to reduce that? Mm-hmm. How can we reduce the cycle time um, so that we can resolve their issues much faster? Mm-hmm. You can do the exact same thing on the sales funnel. Like So how quickly are you what is the sales cycle time looks like for for your ecosystem? How, what are the conversions um, from from a sales perspective? So all these use cases are fairly generic in any high tech company, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I've not even talked about the back office where we play very strong. Right, we have AR and AP process. We can um, do work in capital optimization. We can look at discounts. Uh, so all those use cases are very standard in any industry, and that's where that's the power of Solanas and process mining is that it can be very, very applicable to any industry mm-hmm. that you go in. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I was thinking, let's get a little specific. So uh, we don't need really to need uh, any names or something, but is there some your one of your favorite use cases that you would bring to those high-tech companies and tell them like, uh, let's say your competitors achieved this and that with process mining, let's focus on that. And what would be this use case and uh, why would you choose it first? I mean, um, so... One of the use cases that I've, I'm, I'm seeing pop up off late these days is around sales. 
Now, mm -hmm. this is not where we typically play um, in Solanus, right? I mean, uh, we are very strong in back office, uh, very strong in supply chain, mm -hmm. um, IDS and processes. Um, but this use case has a ton of traction right now, which a lot of our high-tech manufacturing companies are um, are focused on sales sales enablement and just mm -hmm. looking at sales 360, where the sales reps are spending time. How can we improve their productivity? Um, and, and, and and I've seen it in multiple cases where um, where we deploy process mining in their opportunity management lifecycle, where it can just show amazing things around, okay, how much time are they spending between cycles and what are the born to win rates looks like? Because that's probably uh, not a good practice to have uh, an opportunity comes in and just suddenly go from opportunity to win within a few mm -hmm. span of few few hours. Uh, so some of the bad practices that happens there, uh, but that, those are my favorites where uh, it can have tremendous impact to your sales force. And when you make your sales force much more productive, you you're driving your top line. Um, and that's that's what my my personal favorite use cases are around Salesforce and cycle time, and really making making their sales life better so that they can focus more time to the customers and drive more mm -hmm. revenue. Now, with your experience in the high tech um, industry, do you find yourself seeing the same types of use cases and issues at all the all the customers that you have, or is it more that every single customer has a wide array of different topics that so every single client has wildly different uh, problems that they're facing or is it more like they're all fairly similar yeah and they're dealing with the same stuff no, that that's a good question i mean you, you would see nuances um like i said in my previous previous um answer there are fairly set of standard use cases that exist everywhere right mm -hmm. um let's say working capital optimization that has that is one of the use cases that exists in every industry and um then you have your customer services, which exists some everywhere. Um, there is a lot of uh, supply chain processes that we, we we focus on. So that's where Salonas is moving towards is more verticalization, uh, and you would start seeing that more and more where we are uh, verticalizing our own sales force to stay very focused on um, specific verticals. It could be technology, it could be public sector, it could be retail. Could be finance, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where where we have focused a much more focus on on that industry's use case. Although there are some use cases that are that cuts across all industry, mm. but you always see some nuances. Right? Um, and I, I'm going to say, while while the use cases are similar, you would see different priorities for different companies. Right. Mm. Right. So, for instance, if you go work in a retail manufacturer, they 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 totally care about the supply chain. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas if you are working with a service provider, they care about more of the services part of it. So it depends on um, which company you work for and, and mm -hmm. which, which company you're advising. They have different priorities. And, and based on that, we provide tailored service to, to them. Mm -hmm. I will definitely go uh, through a little checklist, like, uh, you know, based on your own experience as being in uh, in our heading and spearheading the implementation and also now uh, basically being from the vendor side. So uh, I will get to that a little later. 
for now, I also wanted to pick up on something you said that you you mentioned at the beginning that you are somehow very um, passionate about this digital twin topic and like creating a digital twin of an organization in terms yeah. of process mining. And I think this might be actually for the first time we mentioned this term in our podcast, unless I'm mistaken. We might have discussed it a little with Marlon Dumai in one of the previous episodes, but uh, could you tell our listeners what a digital twin is and uh, why should an organization care about creating one? Yeah. Well, um, I think we should talk about it. I, this can <laughs> literally be its own podcast. But a digital <laughs> twin is, I'm, I'm very passionate about this subject, um, is how do we... Ha- so every organization, like, like I said before, has multiple different processes. They have different value chains. Um, we have a ton of data. I, I think the last time I was reading, we had like like 60 or, or petabytes of data or zettabytes, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. ran out of terms these days like <laughs> ton of data um and data exists in silos right so you have sales data you have order data you have back office supply chain everything is different and they're all trying to do similar things they're all trying to analyze data drive data science and become more predictive uh, on their own um and and the magic happens when you provide process mining capability on it you can really look at the process and then when, when you connect them end-to-end, it becomes a digital function or a digital copy of your business process. And once you connect those things together, um, and then Salonas has a capability called multi-event model. Mm-hmm. We have signal link where you can connect all these things together. Um, that gives you an M, literally an X-ray into your process, which is connected end-to-end. And mm-hmm. now you know that, okay, if I am getting this opportunity from my sales funnel right here, can I track this end-to-end and see how it moves through my sales channel and mm-hmm. how it goes through my coding and ordering process? And when I'm shipping this product out, um, was it delivered or not? And then did I get that cash from the same customer? Did I pay that customer or not? So you you have now an ability to track this end-to-end. And once you have that digital pre-piece together, you have more economy of scale as you go through a data science experience. You can put your data scientists on it, and then you can become more predictive. Whereas in the past, you had those siloed boxes, and mm-hmm. everyone was trying to achieve the same goal, but in their own silos, which was hard to hard to break. So this is liberating that experience, and Solana um, is trying to um, create that digital twin. Not really that's the only motive, but that's one of the side effects of Solana is that you get a digital twin. Uh, you can use our own action flows to automate your process, or uh, we have an ML workbench, which is very, fairly strong, that you can bring your data scientist in and then become more productive and uh, drive your uh, AI ML use cases on it. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges you face? Because when I hear you know ec- uh, petabytes of data and putting that all into um, process mining and from all parts of the business, from what used to be silos, what are the biggest challenges in succeeding in displaying an end-to-end process in this way, creating this digital twin? So I think I'm going to take this question slightly differently. I think the challenges are multiple, right? You, you have, there are some obviously technology challenges where mm-hmm. you have to have a scalable platform to handle that kind of load. You need to have a scalable architecture, um, scalable vendor who can actually make this happen because you're talking about billions of rows, right? Uh, so there's a technology aspect to it. Then there is um, a people aspect, which is, if not one of the important, but the most important thing is like, 
you have, let's say we did, we did all that work. Let's say we made a digital twin. It's amazing. It's useless if you don't use it. <laughs> you, you need to have people to and aligned with the strategic goal. Like I always talk about why should we do this? How do we have an exec sponsor who has a very specific mission and goal to make things happen? So when I think about this question, I think about the reasons why we don't get value from an initiative. And one of the biggest thing by far that our customer tells us is having or not having an exec sponsor really makes or break the situation. Have to have an exec sponsor to be successful have to have a specific goal, a key strategic goal that you're trying to hit. Um, and then obviously there is a technology aspect, which um, I think we can get through it, but I think a lot of times people forget the people aspect and the change management aspect, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is very important. Yes. Um, bring people <laughs> together, driving them towards the same cause, because you can have an amazing car, but if it's worthless, if, if it doesn't run, uh, yeah. or if no one wants to drive it, right? Mm. So. And that's where I think uh, the biggest challenge is not the technology. I think we have smart engineers who can figure things out. We can put more platforms. We can dedupe things. Uh, but it's a people that, that I think uh, I've seen so many times where we've done all the hard work, but no one is using it. Yeah. Or they think yeah. it is a dashboard. So yeah. that's the toughest challenge, in my opinion. Yeah, I think this is one of the repeating themes of our podcast <laughs> yeah. and that we keep uh, bringing back and back. Uh, <laughs> let's also hear your note on this. So let's say that you are this organization who already spent the effort, time and money on creating a nice and up and running uh, process mining platform, and yet the people are not using it. And yeah. uh, I've been with the customers like that. I think all of us have. Um, mm. What do you do? Well, you start with best practices. Right, so that's why that's that's where I comes in. Uh, I come in, and because I've seen that story multiple times, I know what not to do. So we <laughs> say, guys, form a COE. You need that. Um, find an exec sponsor. You find a strategic goal that everyone is aligned to. Then you train the people, enable them to use the right tools, and then show them the way. I think these. If you do. I think if you do these things, you would be successful. You need to have a champion. You need to have someone who can drive this um, at the ground level with the technical team, with the business teams, and have a COA, having a COA, you have a governance model in place where you are meeting with the exec sponsors on a weekly basis or, or not weekly, monthly basis. Um, mm -hmm. And then you, your, your ground team, you're working with the core team on a weekly and daily basis. Like Having that governance structure, um, a COA that drives change, then an exec sponsor who is aligned with the COE with a target in mind. These are the three things I would say the critical things that will make, will drive value from any, any implementation. It's not just process mining. You just take any transformation effort, any digital transformation. You probably need these three things to be successful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, Pranay, about, uh, I think it's a couple of months, I think it was the last year when there was this uh, commercial in in in, uh, in US uh, running around for Celonis that there is $10 million uh, trapped in your business and Celonis can actually help you get it. Uh, have you already uh, been with a customer that actually got to this, uh, this, this uh, let's say, uh, momentum or not real momentum, but to this... Um, threshold where they actually got this and uh, how did they do that i so the last time i heard from alex um i don't think we had to pay anything like i think they all they always saw they always 
saw some value in their trapped value. Mm. Yes, yes, I think that's that's great. And it was before my time I joined the company. But yes, I was <laughs> I was literally in your shoes. I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. I'm seeing those ads from like Wall Street journals to everywhere. Um, but that's a that's the crazy part of process mining. You always mm-hmm. see those trapped values. Uh, no company runs at hundred percent efficiency. Uh, I think some sort of like twenty or thirty percent is where the maximum threshold hits, and then when you enable execution management system, that's mm-hmm. when you drive the you open the floodgates. And one of my uh, one of my customers, who I, I would not name name, but mm-hmm. I loved her theory around uh, hidden factories. She said um, it is like a hidden factory; it never existed. Once you put salons, salons in, you have all these crazy pool of people that you thought, oh, they're working on some either non-value added activity or you're wasting right. time. But now you suddenly have this hidden factory that you never knew existed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and I love her. We've had some good times uh, in the past, mm. but yes. Um, actually, another question I would uh, I would have is uh, very specific for a U.S. market, and uh, that would be like since you actually talk to all these high tech companies, and I assume that most of them are most almost exclusively all of them are from the United States. How do they look at this emerging uh, BI technology coming from Europe? And it's not that long where process mining was still just a small thing; nobody really cared. Now it's really have a lot of momentum, a lot of traction. Um, but it still seems to me as a, as an observer from the outside that in the US, this acceptance might be a little slower than in Europe, just because of this ge- geography that it's just coming there a little later than it started in Europe. How do you look at this? I mean, I, I, every day, and literally I was with this pretty massive retail giant yesterday. Um, and, and there's the COE lead. He talk, he tells me like, guys, am I? I think his feedback was, it. I guess Solana sells itself. Like that's literally his words. Like, <laughs> is it me or we have, we all think that Solana sells itself? Which again, I don't see that a lot from these customers. But you're right. The the culture of process and process efficiencies, it's it's literally a German and European culture. It's very strong in the roots, um, and I have tremendous respect for that. Uh, obviously, I've spent most of my life in process. That's why. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you come to US, um, that culture is changing. I, I, I can see that culture of process is coming in. Because anytime when you say, give me a tool and show me a value and I can make you run better, get you more money, save you more billions of dollars, um, people will people will say yes. Like it, it is common sense. So over the last several decades, United States had been the driver of innovation like they were the ones who were like driving net new businesses coming with these amazing ideas mm-hmm. so it was always the birthland of your innovation mm-hmm. um not saying europe is not but if you look at all the high-tech companies yeah. who were born in us yeah. they were out pretty much yeah. uh, all, we, all get, we get that we we take right. that yeah that's, <laughs> that's how uh, it but is. then <laughs> but then you bring best of both the worlds you bring the process and that that culture from 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 europe and then you merge it with the innovation that comes in US and you you that becomes a magic that becomes best of both the worlds where you have innovation and and an efficiency that that's amazing right so i mean the culture is changing uh, i can totally see that the way we are growing in north america is is tremendous um Solons itself is growing 100% year over year uh, over the last several years 
and I can totally see the trend going forward. Um, so yes, the culture is probably changing and for the good. Now, is that uh, the just the difference in culture? Is that one of the biggest differences between the EU and US, or do you see any other differences in maybe their adoption or the the way they where in your line of work, you know, helping them transform? Is there like a, a difference that you see between these two uh, two markets? So, I mean, it, it goes back to the people comment that I made um, when 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 you introduce a new tool, you need to make sure that. Um, we sometimes you get pushback from the customers, right? Sometimes they think, "Oh, yeah, what's the point in this?" Um, but you would not run into the same probably challenge in in Germany, where they have a pretty straight culture of, "Okay, we need to be more efficient." Um, but sometimes you get that in in, in US. But again, if you find the right balance of, "Okay, show them the value, show them the reasons why we are doing this." Um, how can it make their life easier? And that's that's one of my biggest ones. Like, guys, I'm gonna make your life easier. So, like, show them the value, and and they will they will change. Mm. And what about um, actually data privacy? Because I know this is a big thing in in the EU for and also specifically Germany that it, privacy and data protection and things like that are very very big, and not yeah. as much in the in the US. Do you see is, is some sort of um, difference there, or a um, well? There are rules uh, different, but I, I, I'm not going to say that the data privacy is not an issue in, in, in or not a priority in US. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is it is a priority everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. we, and and Sonos has pretty solid capabilities to to secure data, transmit your data in in a pri- private fashion. So I think the priorities are aligned. Um, mm-hmm. We may have different rules within in Europe around GDPR regulations mm-hmm. that that may not exist in US. But if you look, talk about priority, I think it's it's one of the key key elements in any every implementation I go in. That has to be one of that is one of the biggest thing is okay. Show me your privacy protocols. How secure you are? Uh, are you encrypting your stuff or not? Like, what is the TLA compliance or TL, TLA compliance looks like? So mm-hmm. we we. And I've personally went through a pretty massive checklist in my previous role, so <laughs> I can tell you that is a fairly one of the biggest thing on my mind when we whenever we pull in any new vendor is going through the checklist of things. So yeah, right. right. Yeah, I can imagine this can be quite a headache for 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 security officers that need to check all the compliance <laughs> in the world. Uh, yeah. The the yeah. ISOs are yeah, that's it's a. It's a it's a hell. Let's 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 be quite honest, but it is, yeah, it is necessary for sure. With the growing growing needs of um, crypto, I don't know how how we'll take the crypto payments, but yes, I think that's that's the <laughs> next next wave of payments. It's okay. Can I pay by my my bitcoins? I'm like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we do have some people <laughs> reaching out to us when they hear that we have a process mining podcast, and they just suddenly <laughs> made this connection. Mining means probably crypto. So, guys, are you into Bitcoin yeah. or something? We're like, ah, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> yeah. Also, some gold mining and diamond mining. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, reach out occasionally. Only they. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Pranay, I also promised I would like to get a little checklist here done. And uh, since you were in both roles, you are now in the vendor's role, and you were also in, in Dell Industries, where you were actually spearheading the process mining initiative, um, I would like to now uh, you to kind of think back and just uh, put yourself back into the shoes of a manager who's actually deciding whether uh, should you go for a process mining or not. 
and basically give you some kind of, give us and and the audience some kind of recommendations of of uh, what things they should be even asking before they start with the implementation and start even considering process mining. Like from the moment they, uh, let's say, think about it or hear about it for the first time until the moment they actually start running things. So what would be the first thing to, to do when you have an organization that is, uh, let's say, high tech and in your opinion, ripe for process mining initiative? Yeah, I mean, uh, it can be a generic answer, and I can see this is applicable for every every implementation. Honestly, is figure out why you need this. Like, what is the value proposition? Why do you care about process mining? Mm-hmm. Um, have an exec sponsor, right? So let's let's get us. And those sponsors could be your CIO. It could be CFOs. Um, I've seen them being uh, the chief supply chain officers um, with the new. And I have seen this picked up over the last few months where we have a lot of supply chain disruptions. So um, the CSCOs are getting very engaged in, mm-hmm. in supply chain and process mining. So getting getting an exec sponsor is one of the key checklist items that you have to go make this happen. Um, with that discussion, figure out what your strategic goals are. Like mm-hmm. why, why should we do it? How can we align on a goal? It could be cost-based, it could be revenue-based, it could be EBITDA-based, um, any goal that your CEO cares about, right? Um, and your champion can be CEO too. Like we have had multiple CEOs um, discussions where they are very passionate about the subject. So um, so do, do that. And then you bring in your um, your technical guys in, mm-hmm. right? You bring in your um, technology platform guys uh, make sure that we can run through our technical checklist of mm-hmm. privacy, security. Um, you look at your data and see what are the different use cases you can um, deploy process mining in. Uh, what type of data do we need? What type of um, thing about on-prem versus cloud? Right. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we would definitely want to stay cloud because of the agility it provides. It provides a lot of uh, data science real-time capabilities. So make that decision whether you want to go EMS or on-prem. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you can um, from from there figure out. Okay, if I were to do this, should I be doing it myself, or leveraging on my SI partners, or should I be doing um, give it to Solanus? Right. So these are some of the checklist items I would definitely do. Mm-hmm. What, in your opinion, are some of the the hallmark um, hallmark of a company where you would say they're almost there? But it's still a little not mature enough for process mining. Is there such a company? Have you come across this yourself? And what would you say is one of the biggest um, notes that you could say, yeah, as long as you don't have this, or maybe you need to kind of transform your business more before process mining really makes sense for you? Yeah, unless you are working, I don't know, man, uh, unless you're working <laughs> paper-based companies where we don't even have a digital trail, uh, I think we can, we can make anything happen as long as you have data, right? So I, I always think about if you if you have if you have a data, meaning if you have a unique identifier, if you have a timestamp and an activity, these are the three things you need to make it happen. So mm-hmm. as long as you have non-paper-based business, it is a it is it is applicable. Mm-hmm. What about some lessons learned? So in your previous role, did you also do some mistakes that you can now also openly acknowledge that you would probably do otherwise now that <laughs> uh, you learn from? 
basically. Because we uh, all make so many of those. We, we <laughs> do. <laughs> I tend to make a lot of mistakes, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, not major ones, though. I mean, yes, I've made some mistakes, a ton of them. Um, now think about process mining or, or Solanus itself. Um, I'm going to say sometimes you underestimate the the power of it i mean we i think it's fairly powerful obviously um we wanted to take it slow um then i would say it, it's a highly recommended to use cloud based ems platform versus on prem um obviously it gets you the agility right? it it takes you takes out a lot of data engineering activity that you have to go through if you make it on prem that is one of the one of the challenges we've had, and we have spent a lot of hours, a lot of hours, in managing pipelines and building those pipelines, and mm-hmm. and always debugging issues. And when you have missing data, you go back and repull the data. You do delta loads or full loads. Like we have done everything that you can imagine. Um, so you can take all of that away if you connect directly to EMS, right? Execution management system, which is a cloud cloud based. That's what that's what we call it. But mm-hmm. you would take away all of the data engineering activities, put them in cloud, and then use those resources to drive net new implementations or extract value from your existing implementations. So I would I would highly recommend you do that. Uh, we went the I've uh, experience working in the on-prem route, um, which took a lot of work. Um, looking back at your um, just uh, time at Solonis, what are some of the biggest um, transformations or the biggest successes that you've seen or witnessed um, happening at a company? So, um, I mean, uh, from I've seen a lot of um, the high-tech industry where um, we... So this an example where this, this um, large high-tech manufacturers, they mm-hmm. went through adding like maybe 15, 20,000 sales reps through an acquisition. Um, and it was humongous, right? It was one of the largest in the history. And um, we were able to successfully merge the two sales force together, leveraging process mining, leveraging all the insights uh, that we get from the sales process. Um, now, the devil's advocate is, would we have done the same thing? Like if we didn't have process mining existed, we would have done the same thing. Uh, it would have been more painful though. Um, but yes, I mean, that's one of the, success factors where uh, having that insight into the process, having the insight into the sales process, um, making the transition easier from moving the entire company from one shift to a different sales tax. Um, so it, it, it was fairly successful practice. Uh, on the other hand, we have seen a ton of other examples where companies were able to move their uh, SAP S4 HANA uh, from on-prem to cloud. And we have had successful implementations where we literally move them um, and 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 we were the GPS systems behind their migration. We're literally mm-hmm. telling you guys this is how you should move it, and they were able to do that. And that's one of the industry pet peeves. They don't want to move because it it is painful, yeah. and we made it so much easier for for them. So I mean, we have so many different examples of success stories that um, that makes this as a pretty unique product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, change is always painful. Uh, Pranay, <laughs> uh, looking into the future, what gets you excited about tomorrow's uh, features in Celanis that are maybe coming up and that we might not even know about yet? 
So I'm I'm fairly passionate about um, our signal link and EMS capabilities. We are we are adding so many different apps, very industry specific apps that, that you can literally pull your data in, deploy it, and start realizing value. So mm-hmm. we we are moving towards that direction. Um, also, personally, very passionate about multi-event data models, where you can deploy EMS into multiple applications, uh, multiple value streams of your ecosystem, and then everything pulls together so that you have this one giant digital twin of your organization. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you, you do that, right? So I'm, I'm very passionate about that subject. Obviously, it has applicability in supply chain, where now you can use that capability to say, okay, where's my ship, shipments at? Where am I procuring my raw materials? Uh, what are the delay between all these activities? It's a pretty massive orchestration that you have to do. Um, and then Salonis can do it at scale. Uh, that's the beauty of it. It's not just a, uh, and it was a, it, it is still a startup, uh, but we have matured uh, over the last 10, 10 years uh, into an EMS capability. So I think uh, the whole journey of EMS, plus we have added a ton of our partner ecosystem. So we have a pretty massive SI partners that, that can help you get ramped up. Um, even with our ServiceNow partnership that we have just announced, that will just make work workflow happen. So, I mean, all these things are really exciting that, that, we are, that, that, that is brewing right now. Yeah, it is also exciting for us as a partner and having these features at our hands and doing things that we can with that, it's pretty exciting. Um, Pranay, uh, thank you very, very much for, for coming to our podcast. As usual, it's been a lovely discussion uh, and uh, hearing these, these uh, opinions and how things are going also on the other side of the ocean, because obviously we are operating and recording from Europe right now. Having you uh, joining us from Austin, it's been a great, great pleasure. Thank you very much. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you, guys. Uh, for you, dear listeners, thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope that you're having fun and that you're learning and growing together with us. If you like us, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you have any questions, write us an email. We are very active on LinkedIn. We can also receive emails on our email, which is uh, mindingyourbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And we will be always very happy to hear anything from you, whether it's recommendation or question, or just, you know, whether you're interested in what T-shirt Patrick's wearing today. (laughs) We can give you answers for all of that. Uh, Thank you very (laughs) much for listening and see you, hear you, and talk to you with the next episode of Mining Your Business Podcast. Bye-bye.